0: With AMC+, Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more, it means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead. With early access and exclusives, binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com amcplus.com. AMC Plus. Only the good stuff. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to give it a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Mandy Sletzker. She's the host of the Is This Real Life podcast, which is all about breaking down the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV, and then seeing how they relate back to her own reality. Welcome! Hey, how are you doing, Megan? I'm good. It is Sunday in Manhattan, and I don't understand why it is 65 degrees out. I'm sweating in a turtleneck in the studio. I would take my shirt off, but there is a man five feet away from me staring at me. <laughs> I actually am in a tank top right now and I walked my dog in the tank top. <laughs> well, I had to stop before I came here because I was on the subway. It was taking forever and then I was sweating and I was like, okay, I need water, but I'm like, I might like, I need something else. So I was like, I need to get an nice coffee or something to kind of like, to hopefully, make my body not be drenched in sweat this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so warm but i am loving it Global i am absolutely love it is a chinese hoax
1: <laughs> i'm pretending that we live in la just yeah. for like a day or two and this what you know this must be what it's like for the the people of vanderpump rules who just you know drive in their convertibles with the top down. Cause now on this season we're seeing how much money they actually have.
0: And it's terrifying, uh considering <laughs> I like have a real job, like I work so hard outside of work and I'm like, oh no, I've only got yeah like, credit card debt and like a uh, one bedroom apartment. But <laughs> I'll take it for now. But That is a perfect segue into Vanderpump Rules, which came back this past week. And I'm so glad they waited until 2020 to start airing it because the holidays were so messy that, like, starting the new year fresh with a fresh season of Vanderpump Rules seems like the renewal I've kind of been needing, especially on Bravo.
1: Yeah. Oh, I am. I'm so ready. And I I agree. There was just a lot going on, especially with the three-part reunion of the OC (laughs) that was hard to keep up with during the break. And so now
0: that we're in January, I am just ready. I'm so ready. So what did you think of the new episode and all of the newbies that we were introduced to? I liked it. I
1: did watch, I think, that first maybe 10 minutes either on in someone's Instagram Live who was at BravoCon when they showed it, mm-hmm. and then also they had a, like, how did we get here, and a live look at the new season on Bravo. So I saw part of it already. It's interesting. I like the new cast. I like Dana so far. But none of them appeared to, like, naturally be friends with the old cast. It's almost like they were handpicked.
0: Yeah, and... It is interesting that, like, there's all of these ties between, like, Dana and the guys at that party, and then Sheena and the two guys, so it's it's interesting, but I'm excited to see, like, how this Max and Brett drama unfolds with Sheena and Dana, because Dana clearly likes Max. Sheena, I feel like, will like either of those boys and probably still likes Max, so I'm wondering where that's going to go for her, but Sheena always is... You know, she is boy crazy. Like, they weren't wrong when they said that about her. But I love that she wears her heart on her sleeve. Like, I love that she always is willing to just this is the
1: first episode where, or the first season where everyone has kind of seen Sheena in a more positive light. She kind of was annoying before to a lot of viewers. I, from, you know, what I've heard from people, I've always enjoyed her, even though she's been really over the top and we're a little bit, you know, we're seeing all these other cast members and they've kind of matured and they now live in these beautiful houses and the suburbs and, you know, are settling down and getting married. And Sheena is still a total hot mess. And that's, what we want to
0: see. And a totally different kind of hot mess than Kristen Doty, where I saw Doty in this first episode and she looked so disheveled and depressed and sad and like lost. Like she looked like a lost puppy. Like she had no direction and we never really see her like that. We usually kind of see her maybe not put together per se, but she didn't look good for her. And yeah, where it's cute when Sheena kind of does it, her Kristen is just looking a little depressed, and the entire Carter situation is really sad, and I feel for her girlfriends who are like, you've been saying this stuff for years, we're sick of it, we're sick of it, make a change, but I could see why she's scared to move on, and she might think that she might not be able to find another guy like Carter, but, you know, she'll always find another guy. She's pretty, she's nice. I might like try to say, like, nice <laughs> I like thing. trying to come up with positive I was going to say, be like, better. kind and, like, loyal, but she's not really... She's maybe not loyal, but I think she's a kind friend to some of the girls. Well, Jack's loyal in her own way. Jax said on Watch What Happens Live that if he could pick any cast member to babysit his future children, it would be Kristen, which is a plot twist I didn't expect. I think she's very maternal and
1: when they go on vacations, like she she's not good because she's bad not being around, I don't, I don't really understand why she's so bad when she travels, but when they're like in a place where she's comfortable, she seems to be the most maternal. Like she was the one that Brittany went to when Jax cheated on her to cry to, you know, they all seem to lean on Kristen. And so I think Kristen now expects everyone to let her lean on them and they are, but they have a time limit and, and she's just worn it out.
0: Well, I found it interesting that Lala stepped in and tried to talk some sense into Carter, and the conversation didn't really go the way I think she planned where she was he was like, "Well, who do you think's taking her photos? who's doing this and who's doing this, and this is why she needs me and It just felt like he was he's so manipulative towards her and It was hard to see, and, and Lala just was like, you're a loser, like, get a job, you know, as long as, if you're gonna be with her, why don't you grow up a little bit and get a job and pay for some of the bills, like, rather than just mooching off of her and saying, like, you are owed these things that she's given you because you take photos for her blog, you know, it's, ah. Yeah, I'm not a Carter fan at no. all. No, well, I think a couple episodes on here, I said that, well, it was seen that he was like spotted on Hinge, like that dating app. So I wonder if they're actually done or... <laughs> I it- hope they're done. She
1: needs, she needs quality mental health services, Kristen, and she's <laughs> not getting them. It's quite clear. So like her friends just need to drag her to like therapists, psychiatrists, a wellness center. I don't know what she needs, but it's not him
0: most definitely <laughs> it's like so sad it's kind of like you
1: see someone and you're like a clean break is so much better than what you're. she's like I'm not like Stassi I can't just you know break up with someone and move forward it's like yes you can you're just refusing yeah
0: so oh poor
1: Kristen I know I do think she's so kind and um a caring person. She really does. She loves animals. She talks about her dogs all the time. She's always talking about dog rescue. Like, you know, that speaks to my heart. I like that about her, but she needs to grow up and she needs to rip the Band-Aid off with Carter and have a clean break and just learn to be okay being by herself.
0: So true. We should tell her (laughs) just to send this to her. (laughs) I'm like, Hey girl, you've got to listen to this episode. (laughs) It'll (laughs) certainly help you. Well, then we have Jax and Tom, Tom Sandoval, that is, and they start the season off kind of on a rocky start where there is like this debate if someone's jealous of the other one. Jax thinks that Tom is jealous that Jax is going to have a family and kids and a wife, whereas Tom and Ariana aren't really interested in that path. And now they're having like fights over who has a better house and all of this wedding. He's a groomzilla. Brittany didn't even say anything about the wedding, really. Like, we didn't really get much from her at all. It was all him. He is
1: really obsessed with it. And I do think he likes to one-up. And I think it's finally getting under Sandoval's skin because for him, you know, him and Ariana buying this house was something they've talked about in their relationship for a very long time before anyone else was thinking about long-term commitments and what their future would look like. And so he, they went ahead and they did it, and then everyone copied them, and it kind of stole a bit of their thunder. And because they're not getting married and not having kids, there's not another time where everyone can kind of celebrate the commitment that they've made to each other Mm -hmm. and recognize it. And I think it matters to Tom Sandoval to have that appreciation and that, you know, I guess all of his friends watching him and I don't know. I don't really understand it entirely because it's like, if it really, really matters to you, then get married,
0: (laughs) you know? But, but I think I, you know, Ariana's pretty firm in that. Well, Jax ended up going on Watch What Happens Live and also making some comment that Tom and Ariana are not getting married and all of these things because Ariana's a lesbian. And I just wish he would know that, like, women could be bisexual. Like, that's a thing. And she's been openly bisexual on the show for years now, for seasons now. So the fact that he's still kind of slinging that as if, like, even if she was – even if she is a lesbian or a bi, whatever, that's – why she wouldn't want to have children. It's just like... He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> but it was so, hard to... And Andy was like, are you serious, dude? Like,
1: it's so shocking to watch, you know, that he, like, thinks these little slight digs that he's making under his breath, number one, aren't going to be picked up on Mike, number two, that he could walk it back, like, two seconds after saying it, and number three, that he, like, just doesn't understand the difference between sexual orientation and life choices. <laughs> Like what's wrong with you guys? Like it's so it's so frustrating because Ariana has been quite forthcoming. Um, you know, she wasn't always saying she was bisexual, but she did come out saying that she knew she was going to get hate for it because, you know, according to Vicky, there's a lot of people saying, Hey, pick a lane. <laughs> like you got to like one or the other. And it's just, that's not how sexuality works. And it it's exhausting to, to keep seeing Jax be so ignorant and the rest of the cast seemingly like laugh it off as if, Oh, that's just Jax.
0: He's such a jerk. And it sucks because like, especially with his relationship with Sandoval, Sandoval is, gone came really far from where they started where like you know Jax was hooking up with Kristen his girlfriend at the time and then he supported him with other relationships and supported him with Brittany and even like when he clearly you know fucked Brittany over he was still kind of there for him and it seems ridiculous that Jax can't even acknowledge that this is a big moment for Tom where right. is like and not even asking just, for anything. He's just being like, hey, dude, can't you just be happy for me and not one up every single thing I talk about? It's ridiculous.
1: He's just not very self-aware. So I don't think he realizes he's one upping, you know, <laughs> but he is. And I do also think that Tom, there's parts of him that are like, okay, I love Ariana. And if I want to be with her, these are kind of the rules that we're going to go by. We're not getting married and we're not having children. But I do think he kind of wants that. So he is a little bit jealous that Jax is in a committed relationship where they have agreed to get married and have children. So I I do kind of see where Jax is coming from.
0: But if it's a sore spot, don't bring it up. Also, like, things can change at any moment. Like, maybe they don't want to have a child now. Maybe right now she doesn't want to. So it's, like, for him to always constantly say, like, so, like, with such finality, like, oh, like well, they're never having kids. They'll never need to have good school districts. It's, like, you don't know. <laughs> know you don't know. Cool thing.
1: It's, like, oh, he's saying, like, the one thing that people talk about
0: when buying a home.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, it's almost like he's playing an adult, but he doesn't really know what it means.
0: Well, of course. And now he's, like, married, and so he's, like, a good man, God-fearing. Like, he has, like, created this whole new persona, and, you know, you're still blocking, like, 12-year-olds on Instagram and, you know, being a petty asshole, like, you know, and, you know, just treating your friends like crap, like, just because you can portray this idea of what you think who you think you are doesn't mean, like, you actually are that person, which I think he's (laughs) struggling to figure out. But staying in other Vanderpump Rules news, Lisa Vanderpump and Ken Vanderpump's rest, Ken Vanderpump, oh (laughs) (laughs) god, I call him that too. No, it's Ken Todd, but like, really, it's just Ken Vanderpump, let's be honest. real. Yeah. And Vanderpump. Well, the two of them own the restaurant Pump in West Hollywood. And this past week, a Ferrari randomly smashed the front area in this glassed in area with like a glass table, like a glass patio or something. Yeah, And a Ferrari (laughs) drove straight into the front of the restaurant. And that's really all we know. We don't know who was driving it or what really happened. This happened at 2 o'clock during the middle of a brunch service. And the driver allegedly spoke with the police and said he swerved into pump to avoid a head-on collision as he was turning with another car that was speeding through the yellow light on Santa Monica Boulevard. And I just don't think this is real. I I feel like this is so crazy to happen two days before the... Season premiere of Vanderpump Rules and who accidentally crashes a Ferrari into a building. I feel like there would have been like footage if there was like a head on collision happening. I just feel like this all is really sketchy. Wasn't there footage afterwards where Ken Todd
1: was like, "Get this on camera. This is going to be like great for business."
0: <laughs> yeah, he said, "Let's try to get as much publicity as we can about this." And then I guess like people are like, the fuck!" Like, um, so is this planned? And you guys want publicity or what? Or are you what? trying to make lemons out of lemons? You know, yeah. out of lemons. Like, what are you trying to do here? I mean,
1: for one, I'm just thrilled for signs of life from Ken Todd um, <laughs> because you know, I wonder sometimes if he's still. With us, and <laughs> him uh, and Jiggy are just <laughs> so stuffed. I was like, oh, he's still here. Okay, awesome. Um, not sure about Jiggy though. Oh. And uh, so the whole thing is just a bit bizarre. I think he just wanted to get publicity because, you know, I don't think this was planned. Obviously. But there was some speculation, you know, could it be Kyle Richards?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I saw a meme where it was like, Kyle, like,
1: photoshopped into the car. (laughs) So funny. So funny. And, you know, her and Lisa were going to have a sense of humor about it. So they were laughing at those memes on Instagram. But, yeah, that was really bizarre. There's been a lot of bizarre Lisa Vanderpump and Ken Todd news lately.
0: Well, another weird thing about them is now they're being sued for failing to pay minimum wage and overtime wages, failing to provide meal breaks, and then also, supposedly, they had been manipulating people's time cards to not have to pay them overtime or lunch breaks. So... That's interesting. And I just think the two of them are shady. I went on, um, Grant Rutter's podcast, Grant's Rants yesterday and I. Oh, yeah, uh, Grant. He's yeah. the best, but I am now not a Lisa Vanderpump fan. And I, I went on a really long tirade on his show. So go and listen there if you're <laughs> interested in why I don't like her so much anymore. But I think she's so shady. And I think. It's not surprising that now she's being, you know, sued for not paying minimum wage and changing people's time cards to get out of paying, you know, wages that they deserve. And like, you know, labor laws are a thing, Lisa. You kind of have to respect them even if you don't think you um, need to. But I just think her and Ken are up to no good. There's always something with them. I kind of agree, but I mean, my issue with them
1: is that you're never allowed to ask questions and any asking of questions is viewed as not being loyal to them and trying to smear them. And sometimes people just have honest questions, you know, like going back to Puppygate and she wouldn't (laughs) answer anything. It was like, are you calling me a liar? It's like, this doesn't have to be like that. You could just answer the questions. Um, So I don't really trust her and I view her as... Like beautiful and aspirational living and so fun to see her life. And I appreciate her role on Vanderpump Rules, but she is a full-fledged narcissist with no mm. real friends.
0: Accurate. Well, that was another thing I was pointing out yesterday that I've always found it odd that they've never gone to London and never seen their friends on the show. Like You would expect for a castmate who lived in Europe and lived all throughout the UK to have gone on some sort of cash trip where they kind of ushered the girls to meet some of their old friends like Yolanda did when they went to the Netherlands. We never get any of that. We never see any friendships that they have with people other than really Mohammed, which was kind of like a business deal, let's be real. And I just think her and Ken are really thick as thieves, and they don't have anybody outside of each other. And I've been rewatching Beverly Hills because – I don't know. I was, like, kind of trying to, like, go back and see, I'm like, what what made this show so bad? Like, where what was the turning point that kind of changed things? And I think it was, like, the Lisa Vanderpump of it all where she could not accept any sort of, you know, she can't take any sort of blame for anything when, you know, she did put the tabloids in Brandy's bag about Kyle and Mauricio's affair. She did bring up the Munchausen thing and make Lisa Rinna say it. Like, she had all these different situations where... She is constantly, you know, like not even able to own up to anything and won't even say like a minor I'm sorry or even Eileen Davidson bringing up her divorce being like, so is that when the affair started? Like who fucking cares? It's none of your business. You can't even say sorry to a friend when she's hurt their feelings and that is just such a type of – sad kind of woman where it's like, you don't even hear Eileen. And she's like, just saying, I'm just hurt. Like I just, you hurt my feelings. If you just said sorry and listen to me, we can move on. And now it's a, a World War Three because, you know, you just can't say sorry, like there's has yeah. to be a certain point. And then, you know, Ken defends her for the life and calls these women, stupid bitches and cows and wankers and all these ridiculous things. <laughs> I mean, And it's that, like, she like, was a footballer,
1: what? Like he's not like some sort of, you know, minuscule man following around a woman. He was a big deal back in the UK. Really? Yeah. Huh.
0: I'm he, kind was of like a, he was like a,
1: you know, footballer. He played, he played soccer and people knew who he was.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. I mean, because he had to be some sort of, like, what's, like, Lothario or something. Because the way she would talk (laughs) about him, like, she was like, we met, and then three months later, we got married.
1: He was, like, a ladies' man. Totally. That's what he was known for, kind of going around, being with lots of women, playing soccer. And then he met Lisa, and I really do think he kind of gave it all up. I think he really fell in love. And she somehow, like, I, the whole thing is odd to me because she doesn't really have friends. And that's why I think she does all this animal charity work because she connects with animals because they can't talk to her and they can't ask her anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, dogs oh can't call you manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> they, give <her> unconditional, <laughs> they give her the kind of
1: treatment that she wants from everyone around her. It's a little creepy. I mean, I think it's amazing what she's doing with animals and I feel, I'm like, feel very strongly, especially about dogs. I love, love, love dogs. And I, you know, she's doing incredible things, but I think the psychology and the reasoning why she's doing these things is a little bit different. Like, my grandpa, um, he was a we call it like in the Jewish community, like a mahar. He was kind of a big shot. He'd love to donate a lot of money towards things, but then would get his name put on something. And so it was—it's a kind of charity work where you're expecting people to recognize you, as opposed to just doing it out of the goodness of your heart only.
0: Mm-hmm. It doesn't
1: take away from the fact that it's charity, but getting recognized for it is—I don't know—it's—it's it's a little—it's a different—it's—it's cut. You're coming at it from a different perspective and angle of why you're doing it.
0: So true. I guess I never really thought of that. So I always am like, yeah, it's great,
1: especially when, like, celebrities put their name to something and all that. But they're they're getting recognized for it. Yeah. They're not doing it quietly.
0: So true.
1: There's some that are. And then those are, like, the true, what I feel, like, are really, really good people. And doing something without expecting recognition is, to me, like, a higher form of goodness, I guess, and charity.
0: Damn. So true. <laughs> I know, but you're so right. And now I'm like just the kind of thinking about how she's always given back, but there's always kind of been a showmanship to the way she gives there's back.
1: always a showmanship to the way that she gives back. A parade, a rally. You know, it's like, what are you rallying how about? How great she is for LGBTQ people instead of actually centering LGBTQ people. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I am the queen of the gays. I am their fairy godmother. <laughs> like,
0: but I will not cast a single one on my spinoff show. Like, oh, will, okay. she will be run off. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, like justice for Billy Lee. What happened to her? I oh, mean, my I, God.
1: She, I don't think she was the right person to cast on that show. Um, because again, she has that showmanship too. Like Mm -hmm. she needed to constantly be recognized in a really weird way, but I also don't want to claim to understand her story and her struggles. I
0: just don't think she was the right fit. Yeah, no. And I think also people kind of come on the show knowing that they're going to be kind of like the token, you know? And I think Faith even said that too, where she said, yeah, before I came on the show, like I knew I was coming on as like the young African American girl. Like that was kind of my thing. And then, you know, the Jackson Faith thing happens and she's no longer on the show, completely out of sight, out of mind. Like, you know, not letting the black woman speak is <laughs> classic. Everyone can yeah. bash her, but she can't speak up for herself when, you know, Jax is the one who did the bad thing. Obviously, you know, Faith probably shouldn't have done that too, but Granted, yeah, I guess she was like in and like <laughs> like. He was the one in the relationship. Yeah, he was the one at all, in my mind.
1: At the same time, I can kind of see Bravo's perspective because I do believe that she may have like messed with her contract and signed a contract with MTV at the same time. Oh, because right. she went to X on the beach, like right around that time. So, which is like a no no if you have a contract with Bravo. So then I'm wondering, did she have a contract with Bravo? Or was she one of those people who ended up on the show as a plot line the way that Logan did Mm. with James, but like didn't actually have a contract?
0: Yeah, I think it's probably more of that situation where it's like, you're kind of on the outside. You're so dying to get in on it, and you'll like do anything that it takes just to be on screen. But you're like, no, I don't need money. I just might need an in, and maybe next season, and maybe I can get in, maybe." Maybe if I sleep with Jax next to an old woman that I'm caring for. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I mean, Like, what is, what is wrong with her? But, I, can, I you know, always I mean, just think of that poor
1: family. I know what's wrong with him. He is, like, totally, a, like, sociopath. Yeah. But
0: her, I was like, hmm... Damn, girl, that is that is fucking savage. Like, that poor family is, like, looking at, you know, Vanderpump Rules, like, the granddaughter's like, wait, I think I recognize Faith. Is that grandpa's nurse? What and then nurse? all of this kind of, like, comes to light. Like, oh, my God, you pay so much money for in at-home care and to think, like... Think that is going on? Oh my god, so trashy! But I can't wait for next week's episode. I'm so happy Vanderpump Rules is back, and it's gonna be back for the next like four and a half months, which is amazing. So I just I'm diving right in. This is my favorite season of the year, truly.
1: And I love these people. Like, I feel like, I'm like, oh, that's so Sheena. Like, I've never met (laughs) Sheena. I don't know Sheena. I know nothing about her. But, like, after watching the show for this long, they feel like you're friends.
0: Exactly. And the fact that they're all kind of young and at least Sheena, like, is, like, still going out there and dating and trying and, like, having fun and, like, also has, like, a great little career. Like, she's made a little life for herself. I just think she's so cute and I love watching her little come up. (laughs) And, I you can't know, come down wait to see <laughs>
1: that scene with her and her albuterol inhaler. Oh my god! <laughs> Speaking to someone who has asthma, like that was like an amazing moment because I feel like I always have mine at like really inopportune times, <laughs> like when I need to take it. You know, I'm like at a meeting oh and I like god. feel myself wheezing and I'm like, "Shit, what do I do?"
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, staying in California, Andy Cohen this past week has offered up a diamond to Mrs. Meghan Markle. So if you guys aren't, I don't know, alive, you you must know that Meghan and Harry have decided to leave the Sussex royal family. So uh, they are going to be spending their time in North America and... Where do they say? Actually, I think the U.S. and Canada, they're splitting their time so that their son Archie can have a normal life and that they can kind of do their own endeavors. And Andy Cohen obviously had to extend a housewives invitation to her. (laughs) That would be incredible
1: if we could get Meghan
0: Markle. I doubt. I mean, that
1: would never really happen. But poor Meghan. She is just getting totally eaten up by the British press, which they are suing, by the way.
0: Good for for them. For all the
1: horrible things they have done to her. And yeah, I don't blame them at all.
0: I don't either. And so many people are like, I can't believe they would ever do that. But Harry was born into this. Like, he didn't choose this life. He doesn't want this. Meghan obviously didn't choose this life. They fell in love. And it's not crazy that he would just say, fuck this. Like, I've been a prince my whole life. I'm not going to be the king. So what's the point, you know? And and I'm I'm proud that they're kind of making this decision and finding oh, a more God. progressive way of being a part of, You look tired. I take it the caffeine toothpaste and adrenaline face serum aren't working? Well, maybe you should ask Santa for a Nectar mattress this year. And if the big guy brings you another unicorn finger puppet, don't worry. Because mattresses start at just $499. And you get $399 in accessories thrown in, as well as a 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com today for many of us the holidays will look different this year family and friend reunions might not be the same but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close that's why i'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year a chance to tell their story and share memories using Storyworth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. <laughs> After one year, Storyworth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with Storyworth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravo You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravo for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravo for $10 off off. You guys, and you get a deal. Look at that. That crazy... Government, like it just seems, it seems like so restricting. And poor Megan, like, is a California girl, had a blog, like, had you know a nice normal life, and was an actress, and could live a normal life, and then meets him, falls in love, and now has to wear pantyhose every day, and like wave and smile, and get just yeah beaten up in the press. So I'm like so happy that the two of them are like doing their own thing uh, <laughs> and just kind of getting out of there. But hey, I mean, we have some royalty on Bravo already. Obviously, we have the countess and yes. then Princess Kyle Radsville, which yes. the fact that we've got some royalties is pretty incredible. So it's, it's it's a long game that we maybe have to wait like five to ten years for her to be on Beverly Hills, but I think it could happen. Maybe. I I just feel like
1: if she was treated differently in the UK, they would totally stay, and they would find ways to get back to North America and see her mom and stuff like that. And she would use the monarchy as a platform for all of the charity that she wants to do because they care so much. I actually met Prince Harry Uh, three and a half years ago. Casual? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was in a green room with him for about an hour and a half at the International AIDS Conference in Durban, South Africa in 2016, and I was one of maybe eight people in the room. (laughs) Oh my God. So it was like not, it was like a very intimate moment, but I was, um, I was prepping someone else who was speaking on a panel with him and he was interviewing young people living with HIV AIDS and talking to them about just what that's like and kind of, you know, moving forward and the next phase of the epidemic and people are living much longer and and things like that. So people who used to be, these are young people who were born with HIV AIDS and now they're teenagers and young people. And it was really amazing. And he was so serious, like he barely cracked a smile the entire time. He was so intense and I thought maybe he was thinking like, I want to make my mother proud. That was kind of the intensity I was feeling, because his mom was, you know, huge with HIV/AIDS, um, and did things that nobody else did. You know, would hold hands with people back in the '80s who were dying when everyone was afraid to touch them, and. Elton John also was in the green room. He came late.
0: Uh, Okay.
1: (laughs) And walked in and was like, hello, darlings. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Casually gets better. And the only reason I was in this green room was because the person that was supposed to do the job had food poisoning and was like, (laughs) can you do this? And I'm like, I feel unequipped. (laughs) (laughs) And so I tried very hard to act normal. Um, Elton John was like the kindest sweetest man. And I ended up spending all this time with his husband, not realizing it was his husband until later. Um, we hung out for like two hours during oh. this panel, but <laughs> Prince Harry is such a kind soul. And it turns out that while he was in South Africa for this, Megan was there and they went to Botswana afterwards. Oh. And this was like one of their first few dates where they, you know, they fell in love over caring about charitable work. I love
0: that. And they're
1: different. They're the kind of like what I was talking about with Lisa Vanderpump before, I feel like Prince Harry does a lot of stuff without trying to get credit.
0: Well, I think there's like so much more to giving than, yeah, just slapping your name on something. Like you can help out without just making so it all I about yourself. So I feel like he is like a good guy
1: and just wants to make his mom proud and doesn't want his family and his wife to have the same fate that she did, where she was hounded by the press and harassed by them and harassed literally to death. And so I feel like, go ahead. What's interesting is when they said North America, I believe they're going to end up spending most of their time in Canada because it's a mm-hmm. Commonwealth country, meaning it's still under the majesty of, of the Queen of England. And so they can continue to, quote unquote, serve the
0: Queen in oh. Canada. But yeah, in the would US, make sense. they couldn't. Interesting. Very so, interesting. Well, yeah. yeah, I can't really see Harry being down to <laughs> beyond <No. laughs> <laughs> We already have Harry Hamlin. That's enough Harry that we need on this show. I love Harry Hamlin, by oh, the way. Me too. I think he's so funny. Well, speaking of other drama happening in Beverly Hills right now, <laughs> this is so weird. So Denise Richards and Brandy Glanville are supposedly <laughs> Feuding because they've been having a sexual relationship since early 2019 and over a cash trip in Rome a couple of weeks ago, I guess one of the ladies ended up bringing it up and Brandy wasn't there, but Denise was and shut down the conversation and freaked out because I guess they're trying to make this a secret. But do you really think that they're hooking up? <laughs> like, Where does I this do. come from? I do. There's no smoke without fire. I,
1: I mean, I think that they were having a casual sexual relationship where they would then bitch about all the other ladies because I think that's that's the bigger thing is that she was talking shit about all her castmates to Brandy mm-hmm. and Brandy told the castmates. And so when she got confronted, it wasn't just about the sexual relationship. It was about all the things that she had been saying about them.
0: Brandy is such a
1: shitster. She is, and I love it. I'm here for it. I couldn't stand her when she was on towards the end because I thought she just went too far with her behavior and just, like, play it cool, Brandy. Like, you know, we're on your side. We see it. Just don't be such a dick. And she couldn't, like... She couldn't rein herself in. She was her own worst enemy. But now, as an as a friend of, she'd be so good.
0: Well, she's she's going to claw her way onto the show, whether she has to like marry in to like she has to end up getting married to Denise, but she will be a housewife again. She's like, I will be on your screens. I don't care. And she did hook up with Carlton all those years back. So I think Brandy is probably bi, some sort
1: of, or pansexual, something like that, because she seems to be interested in all sorts of people, and that's fine. And Denise, I mean, everyone acts like she's this, like, perfect, sweet, whatever, but she was married to Charlie Sheen, okay? (laughs) And, like, that, you don't get to that point of marriage with Charlie Sheen by being, like, a goody (laughs) two-shoes who, you know, never does anything wrong, And I think that she probably just for fun was hooking up with Brandy and it's like not that big of a deal except for the fact that she's married and she told Brandy that her and Aaron had an open relationship, which apparently maybe they don't. I don't know. I mean, Camille says this is all shit, but (laughs) I don't trust Camille at all.
0: I kind of do. So Camille went went on Twitter and said, it's not true. Someone is desperate for a diamond. And then she said, it may come up a desperate person looking to start drama to get back on the show full time. Some people will lie about anything. SMH. Oh my gosh.
1: I don't know what it is, but I just feel like Brandy wouldn't lie about the like basics of the story.
0: I feel like she doesn't need to. Brandy's always like had no qualms about opening up about really anything, which is kind of made her interesting to watch on screen. But yeah, there's just no reason to lie about this and Denise and her have been going like back and forth on Twitter and not to one another but kind of like defending themselves and Brandy tweeted, "I just got Denise." <laughs> which like it was like you didn't get jaxed, but you got Denise. So I'm wondering if Denise is definitely going to freak out on Brandy and seems like she's going to retaliate because I don't think Denise wanted all the girls to know about this or at least know about it to a pl- extent where they're her bringing kids. it up on screen. Yeah.
1: You know, I just think Denise, she signed up. She got paid a lot of money as a first time housewife and then she wasn't there for everything. So like, yeah, she let them film her wedding But she missed a lot of other things, and not just because of the fires in Malibu. Mm. She has a lot of other filming commitments, and so the other women don't really get to just skip things, you know? Yeah. So I think they already were a little bit annoyed that she's being treated differently because a lot of them are stars in their own right, you know? Yeah. And Lisa Rinna is someone who I don't think gets very jealous of people. She just sort of does her own thing. She's happy for her friend's success. So I want to know where Lisa Rinna stands on the drama because I feel like she can smell a rat.
0: Well, I think Lisa Rinna and Brandy have never kind of been close. So I feel like like, I know. I feel like Lisa Rinna is probably like, Denise, do whatever you do. Like, I don't care what you do, but you know mixing up with brandy glanville is never a good idea if you want to like not have if you want to have a good drama free life because she is just attached to drama she is but i'm ready i last season was so disappointing at beverly
1: hills and i really think if they just shake it up a little more they can have a great show
0: Well, we also hear a lot about this Denise Brandy stuff. It's like, where's Garcelle? Where's the other girl, Sutton? Like, are they bringing anything, or we're still like bringing Brandy back in? Is Kim gonna make an appearance? Like, are we still dredging up the same ladies? Like, I feel like they need to go back to their roots. They need to, you know, cut some of the fat out and start fresh a little bit. Lisa Vanderpump is gone. They have the ability to now, you know, really try to show try to move the show into a different direction and hopefully they don't just kind of keep going round and round and round about the same like annoying storylines. And I don't know, I've been yeah rewatching Beverly Hills and I'm up to season seven now where it's Dorit's first season. And I'm like, okay, this is where it starts kind of going downhill. And we're still talking about Kim sobriety and we're still having these conversations. Like, oh my God, there's only so many times we can all agree that Kim is unhinged. Like,
1: you know, and yeah, uh, it's an old and, and it, to talk about it. It's just unnecessary when yeah. she is not a housewife. Exactly. Like, don't talk about it. This is her life and she is not signed up and she's not getting paid at this point. So so just let it lie. If they were honest about everything happening in their lives, the way that Brandy Glanville is, mm. that it would be a much better show. I I feel like they come on with an agenda like Erica Jane did to launch a platform and they're like, okay, but these things are off limits. These lawsuits are off limits. These relationships are off limits. And then it's not fun. Whereas on Atlanta or any other of the shows, they, everything is fair game and no one treats things as being off limits. And I think that makes for a more real and authentic and better
0: show. And there's, like, also no shame in, like, allowing all your shit to hang out, you know? Like, I feel like Portia specifically has been going through hell on Atlanta, you know, dealing with Dennis and having this baby and feeling depressed and going through all of this stuff, but we still, like, at least I, like, love watching her and love watching this growth and this story and her kind of dealing with, like, real problems that people face rather than, you know, watching Erica Jane get, you know her hair and makeup done again. You know, there's only so much depth that we can really get from a character. I call it a, I call her a character, but, like, there's only so much depth we can get from her if, you know, she's so surface. And I feel like everybody there is so surface. They have this idea of what they want to portray, and they're really not going to allow anybody to kind of get in the way of that. And then when they do, that's when all hell breaks loose because it's like, how dare you bring up whatever you know we're not supposed to talk about that. We agreed to not talk about that. It's like, well, you know, the shady phone calls on the side is what's making, like, this show inauthentic. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. (sighs) Well, speaking of something totally different, Deandra Simmons from The Real Housewives of Dallas opened up on a podcast saying that her mom... Dale from Raw Size of New York, Portia Williams' mom from Atlanta, and Caroline Manzo potentially are going to be starting their own show called Mama Knows Best, which will be some sort of like, I'm not sure if it's like an advice show or like a talk show kind of thing where all of these moms talk with one another and who knows what they'll be doing together. But I think that would be my dream come true. That
1: would be amazing because... One of the most interesting parts of watching Housewives is the relationship that these adult women have with their adult mothers Mm -hmm. and how complicated some of these relationships are and how messed up some of them are. And that's probably why the women are so neurotic and end up on a reality show to begin with. So
0: I am here for this. Oh, me too. And I think it's also interesting because we see so many different mother-daughter dynamics on the show, whether it's, like, the housewife herself and then her mom or the housewife and her daughter, where I think, like, Vicky Gunvalson is a great example where her daughter's probably, like, in her 30s and, like, a grown-ass woman and throughout the entire, like, Brooke situation – you know, you saw her, like, adult daughter be like, Mom, like, I'm disappointed in you, and I'm not going to talk to you again. So you kind of even see, like, motherhood from that angle as well as the kids get older. But to have Dale doing anything and giving any sort of advice <laughs> would just be a treasure. Yeah, and, and Mama D. I mean, Mama D is Mama hilarious. D. She scared. me, I don't me, think these are necessarily good mothers. Oh, no, 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 no. no I mean, Dale there's... definitely didn't do any child rearing for Tinsley. <laughs> like, you know, Dell was not there.
1: And it's, it's interesting. Although didn't Deandra say on that same interview that they did shoot a pilot, but it just didn't work out.
0: Uh, yeah. I think they were saying that like Dee and Caroline Manzo didn't really mesh together, which understandable. I <laughs> yeah. I could
1: totally see that. I'd be interested. It's, it's funny, Deandra's been doing more interviews lately, she which I appreciate, been. because I feel like we didn't get to hear a lot of how she came to be on the show. And when she started in season two of Dallas, she was came on as Leanne's friend and then has morphed, obviously, mm-hmm. like since that. But Leanne has always kind of made it seem like, oh, I brought her on. But really, I think Leanne was begging Deandra to do the show.
0: Well, I think Leanne needed an ally at some point. She was like, "Okay, yeah. Randy and Stephanie really don't like me, and I don't like them." Well, I think she wanted them to like her, but they didn't because of obviously her, you know, erratic behavior and you know, ridiculousness. So I think like her thinking, "Oh, I'm going to bring Deandra on. She's so rich. She's society. Blah blah blah. She's my best friend." And then quickly. How things have changed for the two of them, and I don't think that Leanne was expecting it to go this way. Definitely not.
1: Do you think Leanne is going to be back? Do you think the show is going to be
0: back? I don't know because okay, well we have an update on Brandy Redmond's situation too oh, from yes. this week in racism, <laughs> ridiculous. But I don't know what's going to happen with the casting of Dallas because Leanne is in. A bad place after her, you know, races ran toward Carrie. And then Brandy's whole weird situation with like her Asian video. And so Brandy apologized for the video. We talked about this on the last episode of this show. And then a rep now confirmed that Brandy has been checked into a wellness center to reflect and better herself. She'll be back next week, blah, blah, blah. We support her on this journey of healing and ask that you join us in that so I just want to know how going on, like, a wellness retreat and doing, like, some downward dog and, like, maybe going to, like, a sound bath is going to, like, course-correct racism. Like, I just I just don't know what a wellness retreat will really do for her. I don't know. I'm
1: wondering if they're making it sound like it's a wellness retreat, but she's getting some mental health help. She's probably never been called out like this before, and she knows – I mean, not that there is a hierarchy of, of like how bad people are, but she knows Leanne is worse than her and she doesn't like being associated with Leanne in any way. And so Leanne's comments were clear cut and so were Brandy's, but she didn't view it that way. And I think she knew what she did was wrong because that video she took down like three years ago when it happened Mm -hmm. and did apologize three years ago. But when it was resurfaced, like the context in which it was resurfaced made her anger like come out more than like she knew it was wrong, I think, deep Mm -hmm. down. But she just was so angry with. Leanne's like wedding planner for like I bringing know. it out, you know, which isn't what she should have done, obviously, and what she did was very, very wrong. And I think she 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 knows that. She has to know that. She's. I don't believe she's as ignorant as she claims. So I don't know. At the same time, I feel like everyone's hating on Brandy, but what if she really is in a mental health crisis right now? I mean. Getting hate like that online is tough for anyone, even if they deserve being called out. Mm -hmm. I think everyone deserves to be called out and called in too. Like, hey, what you did wasn't cool. This is how you can make it better. This is, we all need to work together to make society a better place for everyone. And like, you really fell short this time. You don't have to like tell someone, hey, you should kill yourself because you're racist. And that is like how far people go on on social media. So if she is in a really bad mental place and she's actually taking time to make sure she's like mentally okay for her children, I don't think she's the kind of person that would just go away when she's got all these responsibilities at home. Yeah. If it wasn't serious. So I think what Brandy did was terrible. I hope that she learns from it, but I also don't think we should like shade people for trying to help themselves.
0: Most definitely. And at least she's trying to at least seek any sort of help. You know, whereas Leanne is just not doing anything, you know, actually like doubling down on some of the things she said, whereas at least Brandy is kind of seeing like, oh wow, like I really did hurt a lot of people and that's just not cool. Oh, it's sad. I feel bad for this entire season. I feel like it was a good season until it started getting really messy and... When you start bringing like racism into it, and then now a lot of like backstabbing with like yeah her wedding planner posting this stuff, it's like you know, Leanne, like you did a bad thing too, and just because now you're gonna throw brandy under the bus to maybe like make your situation a little bit easier, like that's not how this works, uh, exactly, you know you can't get you can't get back at her in this way and and you're right. And honestly, when you said that, like, yeah, it made me think like, yeah, if she's really leaving all of the responsibilities of her family and her kids, her husband to really seek help, then it's probably something more serious than the really I letting on. I
1: just try not to, like when people say they're seeking help, like I try not to judge because yeah. we, all we're doing is saying like, as a, I don't know, as a society, I think everyone's trying to make mental health. Like more of a priority and not shame people into taking medication or going mm-hmm. to therapy or doing what they need to do. And then when it's like a celebrity does something, that a celebrity we don't like seeks mental help, we make fun of them for it and shame them for it. So I feel like it can't go both ways. I think you can shame her for her comments that she made, which were just Horrible, (laughs) Like that video and her children are in it. Mm -hmm. There's no realm in which that is okay. But I also don't think you need to shame her for like going to a wellness retreat. Totally. You know, I feel like like, like both can be true. Like she can have done something really bad and she also may need help. And, and yeah, it is white fragility. It is totally to like be called on your shit and not know how to handle it because you've never been called out before. Like that, that sucks. That's a problem with our society. You know, it's not just her. So I don't know. The whole thing is crazy. But I also heard that Brandy has mentioned more than once that she thinks so that Leanne, in general um, blackmails people. And she has things in her arsenal. And she's like, if you go against me or if you come at me, I will like come back at you, which is exactly what she did to Brandy by releasing the video. Now, apparently she has stuff on cam. And Brandy keeps saying that's why Brandy keeps saying that you're too chicken shit to go after her. It's because Leanne has stuff on Cam, and I believe that hundred percent.
0: That is like such a terrible way to be in a friendship with people. I mean, it's like, not a friendship. Leanne yeah. doesn't know how to be a friend. Most definitely not. I mean, her even bringing up like what was her name, Carrie Duber, and like her husband getting his dick sucked yeah. at the roundup. Like, and that's how like not even true. how not terrible it was true. Like, how terrible to even say that. Even if it was true, who cares? Even if it was true, but like, yeah. Who cares? Like why would you say that, yeah, she was in like a drug-induced whatever moment, hysteria? It still is just so fucked up that you have that so quickly to pull out at any moment. And yeah, to have friends where you think like, "Uh uh-oh, like I hope I don't cross them because they're gonna air out my dirty laundry to the press or whatever. Like that is just not the kind of friend you want. And it's sad because Leanne, I think, does have a decent heart. And I just think she's so like misguided and doesn't really know how to love and has so many, you know, childhood issues like about love and maybe like rejection maybe that she struggles when like people kind of go against her whether it's Deandra or now Cam and Carrie and I just think it's playing out in, in a really ugly way on screen. It's scary. She's Liam
1: genuinely scares me. <laughs> yeah. Like she's so unhinged and and she's She manipulates people, and she hurts people. Like, hurt people hurt people. She hurts people, and she uses every excuse in the book for why she
0: does it, but it's not okay. And in the beginning, like, I guess I wasn't as phased by her. Like, I just thought it was entertaining, but now, like, as you watch, you know, more recent seasons, and you just kind of start seeing, like, oh, no, like, this isn't funny. This isn't as endearing as I used to think it was. Now you kind of have, like, a big ego and you're kind of just mean and, I don't know, it's weird. But I have to actually give Dallas a rewatch. I feel like it's it's about that time to start from season one and just plow through it. Yeah, hear more about Dallas
1: Society. <laughs> so you know, yeah, if Dallas any of these society. women were true members of Dallas Society, whatever that may be,
0: they would never be on a reality show. That's the whole thing. Exactly. Even, like, Cam. Like, I can't believe Cam would go on this show if she's this big society woman and... You know, and whatever her uh, mother-in-law like is like the grand dom of Dallas. Whatever, like she's so big, and like everybody falls at her feet. Like clearly, <laughs> like she can't be clearly that's not yeah, it can't oh be like God. it's not that true. <laughs> like if Cam is like going to you know ping pong shows in Thailand, like oh, oh that da- was so interesting when they were talking about sex
1: trafficking.
0: Yeah, it was it was that interesting. Was I
1: fascinating I, because they I think everyone was wrong in that they were talking about like, you know, I think Cam and Leanne were making it being like, these women are being trafficked and they're being abused and we're aiding and abetting it. And like, that's not a hundred percent always the case. And then Brandy being like, no, they're working for tips. They've made this choice. Also probably not a hundred percent the case. Like, like sex work in general is such a interesting combination between like choice and circumstance and coercion. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, I feel like the nuance was kind of missed. But at the same time, when you're going to a red light district, that does mean people accept money for sex. Like that is what a red light district is. Yeah, <laughs> so by definition. The question is is who's getting the money and who's yeah. profiting? You know? So but I thought it was interesting that Chrissy Teigen was like, this isn't different than what happens in anywhere else. Which is so true. So true. true. <laughs> yeah. So true. So for Leanne to be like, this is horrible. And it's like, this is going on in Dallas. This is going on everywhere. And I think if you're in a place where it's open, it's less likely for bad things to be going on. Absolutely. Versus, you know, there's video footage, they're letting them film in that area, you know, on the street. It's different than, I don't know. So, I just thought there was just a lot more nuance to the whole thing. And Brandy was like, These are not minors. We're dealing with older women here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who we're kind what of about sh- the men? What about the men that were all having sex with each other? I know. I like how they were all we're like, Yeah, well, then they started blowing each other. I'm like, What? This took <laughs> a good turn. This is a really quick turn. <laughs> I <didn't> know. <laughs> well, on that really awkward note, we have come <laughs> to, the end, to the end of today's show. Mandy, where can people find you, follow you, and listen to your awesome show? Thank you so much, Megan. So my show is called Is This Real Life with
1: Mandy Slutzker, and you can find it anywhere that podcasts are, including on iTunes. And you can follow me on social media. I'm uh, on Twitter at Mandy Slutzker, and then um, also at ITRL underscore podcast, as in, is this real life? I am on um, both Twitter and on Instagram and I'm trying to get better about Instagram. It's just not naturally been my thing. So I'm at ITRL underscore podcast on Instagram and I'm doing my best to come up with some content.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. You will definitely be back again and everybody go back and listen to our episode on your show probably like a month ago at this point. Yes, it was so fun. It so was, good. I think, early December. Great. All right. Well, it was great to talk to you, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. bye bye Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news.